Hello, this is Get Up and Grow Girl, a podcast for ambitious go-getters who just want to be their best damn selves. We have all the tools and together we're going to learn how to use them because I'm going to speak to a variety of experts in fitness, business, mindset and more because successful people are made and not born. So get up and grow, girl. So for this episode, I'm talking to Bernadette, my home slice, (laughs) my inspo, just like partner in crime, I would say. And obviously, I've only been freelance for a couple of months and I'm just finding my feet. And I think for me, you were, you have been like a massive support (laughs) through like all the crying and then they're like, yes, I'm smashing it. I'm going to be rich. And then like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God, I'm not allowed to swear. shit fish 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 is going to be the new swear word um for us on this podcast Uh-oh. <laughs> so oh fish i fish i've like got no money in my bank account you've been kind of there through all of it just because you've had a little bit more of a head start than me so maybe you could talk a little bit about how you went freelance okay um, do i say hello hello yeah. Yeah. Hello. hello. <laughs> it's always polite. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, yes, I haven't really been anything else but freelance. Like I've never really proper worked. Did you not have a job before? I thought you were you did something else, or you've just literally been a photographer your whole life. No, I've been like my mum's a photographer, and uh, and yes, literally. I don't know. Probably don't know, guys. That if you have a mum who is a photographer every weekend the weekend because she's doing <laughs> weddings and she's not at home so the only way you can be with your mom if you kind of join her on the photo shoot so for a long time I was just there watching and then later on um I kind of came up with ideas of all like oh directing the shoot and all oh, so you should do this it kind of kept her fresh and young and after like when I think when I was 14 she just got me a camera she's like just shut up and start shooting because I'm not gonna say what you I'm not gonna yeah. do what you what you say. So um so that's when I started shooting and kind of learnt everything by myself and then when finished um secondary school, that's when I went to uni to to get a degree in it. But by that time I've been shooting weddings on my own. Yeah. So so yes, yeah, so that's what and then that's what I did. Um all my life so back back in Hungary but obviously when moving to London that was a completely different um path so then when you left uni after getting like your photography degree yes. did you not do something did you just go straight into being self-employed yes so oh, I didn't even know that you didn't know that I thought you had a job and then you were like doing both or no what we did is when I was working alongside my mom. But we had completely different clients, not completely different clients, but um, so there were clients she couldn't accept because she was fully booked, obviously, she's been an established photographer, and I got the leftovers. (laughs) 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 Uh, But she just always directed all the clients to me. Uh And then also, growing up in a fairly small city, um, everyone knew my mum, that she was a photographer, and everyone knew that, oh, I'm like my mum, and I'm going to be a photographer. So... um, so everyone knew that I'm a photographer. It wasn't for me. It wasn't difficult back then. There, it wasn't difficult to 
to start off or it wasn't it wasn't a challenge really to be self-employed back there so kind of that was one of the part I moved so I was going to say is that one of the driving forces yeah. that made you want to come and do it on your own yeah 100 percent. it was it wasn't even that I think it was more the case of that how it just happened to me without me deciding on it so it just started from I want to spend time with my mom and I'm a photographer and I never made the decision to be a photographer it's just mm. Oh, like wait, I'm I'm nineteen twenty, have a degree in photography and I'm not even sure if I like it or if I wanna do this. Um so I thought the best way if I dis because my with my mom we have a very, very close relationship and we um have so much effect on each other and and so the best was for me to completely distance myself physically from her in order to find myself and my voice. Yeah, so that you can grow as well, right? I yeah, guess you... just just, just so, so I can grow. And it's not just mm. it's something that I made. Not, yeah, I don't know how to. I've got a great analogy for yeah. this. Yeah. Because, you know, I love analogies. But I think of it like this. Tell me if this is not correct. But it's almost like a flower. So, like, your mum's a flower and you're a flower next to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. yeah hear me out. And then... Your mom, you know, your mom's flowers nice and tall, and you're growing flowers yeah. growing. But if you're too close, then you're going to grow into each other, and you're going to stunt the flower's growth. Do you know what I mean? The flower can't grow without its own space. Yeah, something like that. I would say, yeah. Is that a good? Yeah, idea? yeah, I think so. And it's, it's not even just the growing, but I think I just wasn't sure that I don't know what what they. Like I knew I, I was, you know, I knew I would have been able to grow next to her as well. But that wouldn't have been my, I felt like it wasn't my choice. That was yeah. constantly questioning and looking around and what ifs and maybe, and maybe it's not for me. There was loads of maybes and ifs. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, and that, that was the main thing for me. I just wasn't sure if I made the decision. And I didn't feel that I was in control of, of my situation. So, so that's the way I had to just say it, it's literally happened within a week. So mm. my friend, was here for the summer um because her sister lives in London and she'd have been telling me to come just come visit us come I'm doing this job here I might stay here for a couple of months she won't just come out just have a look and then I always said no 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 and then again just one time I remember I was in my dad's and she messaged me again so oh are you sure you want to come out it's fun all right and then I told <laughs> my mom in the morning that I think I'm, I want to go to London. And she was like, oh, yeah, great. Let's buy a ticket. So we literally that day, we bought the tickets for a month later. And I had one month to scrape together some money oh. and just kind of close all my bank accounts. And I knew that she was like, just just close everything here and just go because otherwise you're not going to do it. I think that's so, so good that your parent, like that your mum support you with that and just was just was like, yeah, take the risk and sort of let yeah, you... Yeah, I probably just wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, go buy it. But just, that's mm-hmm. like having a lot of faith in you, but also letting you, not to say that it didn't work out for you, but like make your own mistakes and just try. Yeah. And then if you fail, we pick oh, no, you back 100%. up. I think that's why you are like you are now, because you've just been like, not you're kind of fearless. Like some, I think sometimes it's quite a big step and parents can be warriors, can't they? And then yeah. just be like, oh maybe you shouldn't go, how are you going to survive, blah, blah, blah. And it puts that doubt in you as well, which is all very natural. But I think just putting yourself in a situation, sink or swim, 
yeah, hundred yeah, my my mommy's always been like, just go, you try and you she was always more of a safety net for us rather than a, a nest. Yeah. I think that's, that's yeah, the a, role. So she she wasn't keeping us in. She was a go, go, go. Um, but any time, if you feel that you're alone or unsafe or insecure, then just you know that there is an a, a safety net. So I think that's why we're all so fearless. Um, yeah, she always said that she can kind of raise us or change our behaviour, you know, for the kids for the first three to five years after that she can just show us an example uh, of how to live and yeah. then we are because by the age of five you you're a little person aren't you so <laughs> you have your personality and she always treat us as little people rather than oh you're just a child kids yeah. yeah so can you tell us now like more about so when you actually came to London and yeah. what you did then I know you've told me before about like the plan you didn't have much of a plan no. really <laughs> no I mean I had a perfectly figured out plan so I thought I was gonna I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna be a photographer (laughs) well that was my plan straight away um and I've emailed loads of photography I mean you have to know that I had a very 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 basic English I mean very (laughs) (laughs) and um so before within that month while I was planning to to move to London, I've emailed quite a few photographers, mainly wedding photographers, that if I can be a second photographer or if they can give me any jobs. Um, but most of them, I mean, now, having been a freelancer photographer myself, I know that I, it's really difficult to hire someone yeah. as a full-time job, you know, giving some, someone a full-time job as a photographer within your own business. Mm-hmm. So... Um, most of them got back to me that yeah, we just keep your details, and if, yeah, if, 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 yeah, <laughs> if, if, if you know, anytime we need someone, and we get in touch. But unfortunately, we can't offer you any um, position. And so, by the time the day came to arrive for London, I had nothing. <laughs> so all that was okay. That was just a fail, and I, I, I thought that you know I would have secured something by then, but I didn't. Um, shall I wait for the sirens? Sirens. <laughs> this is southeast London. <laughs> okay, okay I think it's going. Yeah, so you came here with no job. Yeah, there was lined no, up. Yeah, there was nothing. Um, and I had six hundred pounds <laughs> <laughs> for, for rent, rent, travel, living costs. Li- yeah, food, anything. I, I got like the little, the cheapest phone ever. You know, this little <laughs> what? Little you didn't have pounds. a phone. No. I mean, I had a phone. I had my iPhone, but it was locked in a Hungarian um, how, contract. How old are you? Like, how long ago was, was it? it? I was 21. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, I was 21. I was just, yeah, it was like 21, 22, between. Um, yeah, so so with that, I remember it was £360 for the rent. I stayed in a single bed. like It was like a box room with a single bed. Uh, and it was in Hounslow <laughs> um. because that was where my um, friend like, came to visit and see. So her sisters had connection and stayed there for the month. Um, so I paid that. And I think it was like £18 something or 17 80 something like that for the bus, weekly bus pass. But I, I got, for the first month, for the, on yeah, 
during the first month I never used underground or anything like that because I just couldn't afford it so I just only done buses which I kind of enjoyed I had so much time and also um it was you know I was able to see London and you're just more interested in London um so yeah so most of it and I bought a phone and a contract and I still have that phone number (laughs) (laughs) that I bought from like uh what is it like a phone you know this corner shop oh yeah yeah in um, Hounslow wow so were you like were you scared like were you nervous were you just quite did you kind of have a sort of sense that it would be fine that you were going to sort you were going to work things out or you were it it wasn't even that I knew it was going to be fine I I generally didn't think I was just like this is it it was I mean what else you 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 hear there was no questions in me there was no like I'm here, I'm looking for a job. I, I, I just, I, don't, I still like right now. I would be freaking out if I would be in a situation like that. But so, then I was just, yeah, I'm in London. It's really good. I love being in London. Let's find a job. It's gonna be fine. So, would you say it was more one day at a time, or was it that sense of being young and just being a little bit naive that allows you not to worry so much? No, definitely not the second because I've always been not an anxious person but I always like to have it figured out mm-hmm. have plans and you know I've been a photographer for so long um it was just I don't know I think I was just so happy but I just I just felt that I was in the right place so much like I just this is what I wanted um I wanted to move to London what did I expect like there was no questions of why don't I have a job or yeah anything like because this is this is the, the it's so funny you say that consequences for my actions really that makes sense so there was no because that's how I feel now I mean this is a topic for another episode but having just gone freelance and kind of being in a bit of a mishmash and you know financially having put my security to the side and just being like where is my next bill you know where where is my rent coming from obviously I've got my clients but it's it's such a big step for me but I'm weirdly like it just feels right and yeah, for it's sure. just kind of weird sixth sense I just feel happy and I just feel like this is the right thing you just don't question because you made this decision it's nothing mm-hmm. no one forced you to do it if you you could go back and find a nine-to-five job and get the secure income or I could have gone or stayed in Hungary so if you make a decision like this then there's gonna be circumstances with it so just have to kind of look at it what what you want and this is what I wanted and it came with less money and less security and yeah. there was no question in it I think that's a takeaway that's something that we both have learned yeah. and I think it's just own it like when you make a decision own it don't feel victim to a circumstance which it's, is hard yeah. when it gets bad but I think one thing that we keep each other in check yeah is that when things get bad we just remind each other look we made this decision we don't have to be here we can go back but then we realize no we don't want to go back exactly there's there's a thing that you can do the other way. Yeah. Do you want not? Then no. So then what, what, what we got. yeah. Then yeah. what were we talking? <laughs> so There's nothing to talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so so I've, I've always kind of just made what that's that sounds good. Yeah. It's like what I'm what I had and made that work because what else can't is any aspect in your life. Yeah. There's no point kind of planning with what you could have or what you should have or it's not gonna take you anywhere isn't it is that what when life gives you lemons isn't it yeah it or maybe just... when you buy lemons 
Yeah, you can be lemon. <laughs> when you choose them yourself. Exactly. Make lemonade because that's all you've got. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. So in terms of you got here, you had that money, you paid your rent, you paid your bills, but you had no job. So yes. Yeah, so next? so that was the next thing was I went um, and asked my friend who was here um, to to help me write a CV. That was my first kind of CV. Never been a successful CV, so obviously, but um, that was my ever only CV um, to just do any kind of job, any um sales or I don't even know what it was probably bar 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 bar, bar maid bar maid yeah bar maid. I really wanted to be a bar maid because it sounds like mermaid <laughs> there you go yeah, that's the reason to pick your career definitely exactly. um and so what I did I woke up really early got the buses I have two or three buses to central London from Hounslow and um and just went around and dropped my CVs into places. Never ever got a call back. Really? I mean, my English was horrible. <laughs> it, was, it was really bad. Like I wouldn't have hired myself. Like um, and and yeah, and, and I kind of got to the third week um, in London, and I was exactly in the same place where I was when I arrived. So. And money was running out. Well, kind of like ran out. Yeah, it was the end of that. Um, so this is three weeks in. That was three, three and a half weeks. So literally last, last, last of my days. So I kind of get to the point of what? Shit, I might have to get back. Or fish, I might have to get back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember I was um, in Battersea, and I just. I felt like, okay, that was the kind of day when I realised that it's kind of like, just, am I going to make it or go home? Or So you were accepting that maybe you were going yeah, to go Yeah, just home. That I knew that, okay, this is kind of the time that, maybe my last days in London. So I thought, okay, well, I can't really do anything about that because, again, this is what I have, like, I can't do anything. So I thought, okay, let's just have, because so far, these three weeks, it was about going after work, trying, being a, not anxious, but just still you kind of working hard on on, on making it. Um, so I thought, okay, let's just have a good day in London. Like, just enjoy my Yeah, like, I'm, I'm here in London. This is kind of, it was my second time, but first time it was just with a, a school trip. So the first time as a real adult, independent person, let's just go out in London. So um, I started, in, and I sort of like, kind of took that weight off of me and I was walking around in, in the park and I sat down and... I have a journal. So I was writing my journal um, just about the experiences and thoughts I had and and I was seeing loads of loads of kids around and most of them were with nannies mm-hmm. or like au pairs. And it's not, we don't really have a culture in Hungary of nannies, how you have it here. Yeah. So, um, so I was just looking at that, thinking about it and I kind of it just clicked that, oh, this is something that, Maybe I could do. You don't really need language, yeah. For for um for being with a little one. Um, so I went home and registered on a website as an opera and found my f- family, the first family I liked. She messaged me, and um, and then we met up. It, she Fiona, her name is, 
um, she was exactly what I kind of needed. And I remember that um, we met up in a Starbucks in Green Park <laughs> and and she walked in and straight away came over, gave me a massive hug. Aww. She she came over with a cup of tea and it just she spilled it all over the table. <laughs> and she was just so like just fun and it I felt just very welcomed. That was a this is something that's real. Yeah. Um and she was asking me about London. And I said, yeah, I really like, oh, yeah, you're going to love it. And she's in love with the city. She's, it's the most amazing city. You have, you have culture here. You have cuisines. You have the nightlife. You have art. You're going to love it here. So she was such a love and positivity. Positive and I, and And I felt that, well, this is the person. I just want to be around as well because I, this is how I feel like. And I, it just felt a, it's a good connection. So the next time we arranged to meet her little one, Grace, um and yeah we just clicked as a little family it's just it was just the two of them so so we agreed that I would start and I was over the moon mm. we still had like three days four day, four days left in London otherwise kind of um so that was I think when she told me it was on a Tuesday that I got the job and, uh, and, then, and then she said to me, and then she said to me that um, on Monday I could start. Okay. So I thought, okay, that's really good. So I have like, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I had five days mm-hmm. left and I had like 12 pounds or something, like 10 or pounds. So I knew that I need 10 pounds on my Oyster to move from Hounslow. And she lives in northeast London, so opposite side of London. Um, to move to Himes Park, so I put that ten pounds on my straight away before I was able to send, send it. it, and I, I didn't have any. Like I think I maybe had like one of these um Poundland mac and cheese microwave. Oh, the personal trainer inside <laughs> me is dying. Oh yeah, I was dying too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I had one of those left, but I didn't really have any food left as well. And in Victoria, they um they were giving away free like um what's that called the Nature Valley? Yeah. Oh my god, I hate them since then. <laughs> so I, what I did, I was like walking around and I approached the people like three times to get free samples of Nature Valley. And I went home. I said, okay, this is the food. And, like opened all of them and then sorted out. How many? Of like, I can't remember of how many of it, but I was just like, okay, how many per day? And this is for breakfast, this is for lunch, this is for dinner. And I said, oh, okay, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And, and like right now, it just it feels, it, it sounds so, I, mean, I know it sounds sad, but I can't, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing I thought about. It was just like, yeah, it's fine. And I went home and just like, and watched stuff on the, like the laptop. So you were happy about getting the job, I guess? Yeah, I, I didn't, I was just, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I still can't explain it till now. It's just like, yeah, this is it. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even get us that. Oh, what what could I do? Or what should I do instead of? I thought this is this is the the scenario, and that's it. So um, so that was that. And on Thursday, Fiona called me. That um, she had a chat with her colonel ex Oprah, and. 
is it, it and she knows that it's really awkward and I probably have plans and she's so sorry but is it possible for me to start on Friday so I was like oh my god yes <laughs> so I literally went on Friday so having Wednesday and planning my whole weekend around eating nature valley biscuits on Friday I found myself that she gave me my first week's salary already ahead and then we she cooked me a steak and got a really nice wine and dessert so we were sitting in the garden with my family or new family and yeah I had like 200 pounds in my pocket eating steak (laughs) and having a wine (laughs) and have a nice fresh bed yeah so I've just done it just kind of happened and and since then everything I've experienced in London it was like it's just always been so lucky and it's just it just always just happens from and you just never I never expected I'm just like okay this is what it is and you know that recently had another um situation and it, it wasn't an ideal situation for me and I didn't really see the solution and and I felt a bit stuck but I thought okay well all I can do is this is what it is Mm-hmm. let's face it um and let's work what we have and it always just works out amazingly and what I love about that is that I know you see it very much as you've been so lucky yeah 100% and you've had a lot of things go your way and I guess that is true to an extent but I'm not really spiritual I don't I don't really believe in you know horoscopes and stuff yeah. like that. but but I do think and I'm getting more like this the more i go down this journey of sort of self-employment and you know enlightenment if you want to call it that and working out life and whatever but I don't think that as much of it is luck as you think and I think that it's your attitude towards it your positive attitude and saying that that was luck like some people would say I can just think I can imagine a lot of people including probably myself a few years ago telling that exact story more along the lines of it was horrible. I had no money left. I had to go to Victoria Station <laughs> and pick up these Nature Valley bars and I had to eat those for three days. But for you, it was always just like, oh, luckily there was yeah. some Nature Valley bars. And also bars. When, when, when things happen, like I know that somehow something will happen. Like it's never the case of nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of uh, live. And and also when I, I'm li- I know it's shit, but then I might as well mi- Oh, sorry fish then I might as well just make it not an experience but like see like now it's a fun story to talk about and it's my whole life this is a Peterson quote you know I love Jordan Peterson yeah it's that quote um I'm gonna butcher this uh it is I've never or- heard it, so. order has no purpose without chaos and it's the whole point of that having bad experiences or having difficult times yeah. having chaotic experiences is what makes normal life yeah. valuable otherwise it would just be mundane but it's only when you can appreciate it because you've had those bad experiences that you appreciate the happy times or and that you know that gives you value yes. and it gives you something that you've learned and that's made you appreciate eating more than yeah it's, it's that the balance of of the both sides for me I I'm not religious I'm not really I don't know what spiritual is kind of such a vague word I think yeah um the the one thing I really like live try try to live by 
and um what I kind of see myself the closest to is the Tao Te Ching so it's like an old Chinese writing and book okay. and in that um for instance one it's just literally really short um paragraphs of wisdom mm-hmm. <laughs> and in that one of them it, it kind of talks about that that the wheel is nothing without the hole in the middle or like those are the things yeah. that you you need all that everything has its place exactly even the things that feel very uncomfortable at the time have their place and I think yeah what what I like about that story is that it's just such a positive yeah the way you tell it is is very positive it's not like a sad story and I think that's one of the things that drew me to you like obviously we started out on professional terms yes. if, you, if you like as blogger and, and photographer but obviously very quickly the lines just became blurred and then now I would consider it like a partnership, a friendship, more than that. And I think it's because you're just so positive that whenever something bad is going on, <laughs> you just look at it as, as positive and everyone can use that, you know, everyone can use that perspective, What whatever's going on. It always feels better when you just, like, break it down to what it is, like, be specific. Yeah. Like you said, and, it and, is what it is. And every, a cir- what, because what I think, that every circumstance or anything that happens to you or that on its own it doesn't have a meaning Mm. it's not good or bad or happy or sad it's whatever you make it to be yeah because everything that's happened is just a thing that's just happened and you just have to put it in perspective and it's all up to you what you do and no it's easy to say and but it's not easy to do you just have to kind of strip it to every don't know it's not like detaching your emotions because I'm a very emotional person like I literally cry and everything but kind of detaching emotions and stripping the circumstances down into their being and if it's just just a being that's happened then you can just do whatever you want with it it's so funny because I know I'm doing it again, but it's like another Jordan Peterson quote. <laughs> Maybe particularly I'm Jordan Peterson's business coach. Oh my God, that would make sense. I was such a good friend. <laughs> Wish I was Jordan Peterson's friend. Um, but it, yeah, it. he says this thing about when there's a problem, it's like a dragon, you know, like a yeah. baby dragon that you kind of don't want to put your finger on it. You don't want to acknowledge it. So it grows and grows and grows in terms of your anxiety around it, even if it's subconscious builds up because you're trying so hard to ignore that issue whereas if you just say you look at it you say what it is for example if you're sick you've got a stomachache yeah and then you feel like oh I've got this stomachache you think it could be as far as you're aware it could be cancer it could be you know constipation (laughs) (laughs) um it could be anything it could be so extreme that you could worry that you've got cancer but as soon as you find out what it is it's probably not that then all of that stress of how bad it could be yeah. is reined into, even if it's something bad, at least you know how bad it is and it's not 10 times worse than that, if, I, if that yeah. makes sense. So I think it's trying to just be like, right, this is the situation and just lay it yeah, out. Um, for me, my, my Jordan Peterson is my mum. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my mum, she's a really, really smart young lady. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, yeah, so she she said to me, it was she always applied it when I was younger, and it was always like boy dramas. So that was kind of the first year, but, but you can apply it to anything. And I do um, now that 
so well, try to translate it as as close to the meaning as possible. But basically, what it means that um, it, it's not the actual act or circumstance that will hurt you or makes you anxious, but what you think about them. Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same as she was because I was always worried about like, oh, what if like you know my boyfriend didn't call me because of this? No, he just didn't call. You. That's the fact. Everything else is in your mind. What if he's in hospital? You should be worried. Or what if <laughs> what if he's just on the loo? Or just oh, I don't know. Uh, it's just a conservative um, example. But yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there can be so many things about one situation, and it's not the actual act that makes you anxious most of the time. It's what we think about it. Definitely. So I always wish there was a kind of it. Yeah, I always wish there was like a button just to switch off the brain for a bit. But I think we've kind of gone off on one, haven't we? Yeah. I but know. I knew we would. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, how long were you planning to have an episode? I don't know, like 30 minutes. I think we've done 30 minutes. Yeah. Just so you know, guys, we've had to shut my room off because obviously this is very early days for this podcast. So I've been researching and apparently you need to like shove loads of pillows in the room and stuff to soften the sound or something. So it's boiling hot. We're in the room with the most sun because it has the most soft furnishings. Bernadette's in her bra. (laughs) It is really hot. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm in my pants. There's two half naked girls sat covered in duvets yeah i mean i can't move my legs because i put it on your chair and i know if i move it it's gonna fall everything's gonna fall and it's gonna be really loud (laughs) so So i think for the sake of bernadette not getting any more cramp maybe we wrap it up yeah sounds good yeah well thanks for listening guys i hope you enjoyed hearing bernadette's story i have heard it before but you can never hear it enough times i think it's a little bit of a reminder that you can just it's all about self-belief. That's how I see it. It's just go for it. Just believe that you can do it. And sometimes things do have a way of like coming together. That's what I take yeah. from it. You agree? For me, it wasn't because as I said, I don't want to go and start the whole process, the whole podcast. But <laughs> it wasn't like I didn't. Be, I didn't think about it. Just it was how it was. It yeah. wasn't like oh, I can do this. Like this is what I have to do because I chose to do it. Yeah, I um, guess because it's your it's yeah. your story, it's never a case of we don't think of it that way, do it. It's just each day and then when you yeah, look it's back just like, that's when you get these kind of views on it. But for you it's just life, isn't it? That's just what happened and Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye guys. Do you wanna say goodbye, Bernadette? Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, so Bernadette, I ask well, you're the first, but I will always <laughs> ask every guest what they think the growth factor is and that is basically a practice a mindset or some sort of personality trait that you think makes a difference in in a person that is going to get to where they want to go and maybe you could even say in successful people yeah um so what do you think all in business as as well as a person in life like in in the whole sense of grow girl which is about we want you know, healthy body, healthy mind, we want to be successful, we want to have just a good life. Yeah. And so what do you think is that factor that is going to make somebody grow to where they want to be? Yeah, the first word that came to mind was change on its own. So I think if I could try to put it in a sentence or a phrase, I would say like to be open to change. Yeah. 
change within yourself and and your personality change your circumstances because they will change and you're not going to be in control so if you're open to that that anything can change um then then I think you will find and you sort it and there's nothing can come that would throw you off as much yeah because I I agree that's it's very similar because we're so like-minded to what what I said which is a willingness to learn and that is yes it's it's kind of similar to that it's adaptability and being open yeah yeah, to not to have it's really really important I find that you have a direction you have focus and you have goals um but you have that little bit of openness in the back of your mind that you know that it can change at any second and if you have that I think you're fine I agree. Thank you. Thanks, V. Thank you guys for listening to that episode. It was really important for me to get Bernadette on here so that you guys could get to know her because she is such a big part of my life and an inspiration as well. I hope that you gain something from that. I think it's not necessarily one of those episodes where it's a how-to and you're not going to do exactly what she did. It's not a how-to guide um, for, you know, moving country and for maybe starting a business or starting out on your own. But I think we can just look at that story as a whole and and see the value and determination and um, self-belief or just positivity. I guess she said she didn't believe it was going to happen, but she was always positive. And and so she just that kept her going and kept her going to the point where it did all come together. So I think for me, what I gained from that is that with entrepreneurialism or just going for that career and and trying to be successful it's not always as glamorous as it seems and that's what that story shows it's not like oh I you know I just kept going and I found this amazing business idea or something sometimes it's just each day at a time and it's not glamorous at all but what it does do is make us who we are and those difficult times you look back on them and realize that that built you up and that made you who you are today so that's what I take from it I will put Bernadette's social handles in the show notes so that you can follow her if you want to, or you can go and have a look at what she's getting up to. Um, And until next time, Grow Girls, goodbye.